Hello, I'm Pastor Scott Seeke from Amazing Grace Lutheran Church in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Thank you for downloading this week's sermon. Please visit tisgrace.org to learn more about our church. Enjoy. So next weekend is uh, Mother's Day. Yay, yeah, just a public service announcement for some of you. Uh, we're, we're a full service church. Uh, Mother's Day is always interesting in my family because my dad's birthday is May 13th. So, you know, Mother's Day is always the second weekend in May. They often are on the same day. My dad's birthday is often on Mother's Day. And, uh, and so, but it's always right around there. So, you know, next weekend will be dad's birthday Saturday and then Mother's Day Sunday. It's just kind of how it goes in our family. And you guys have heard a lot about my mom over the time I've been here. My mom's amazing. She's wonderful. Um, she deserves all the things she's going to get for Mother's Day that I haven't figured out what they are yet. Um, but my dad's pretty great too. And uh, I want to share something with you that happened with he and I long ago. And um, you, I, think, I think I've told this one before, but it's really pertinent to this topic of faith alone and Martin Luther. So I'm going to tell it again, and if it's the same story, just pretend like you haven't heard it before. So, uh, February 22nd, 1980, right? Yeah, that was a little while ago. Um, I was a wee tot. Uh, some of you are going to shudder when I say this, but I was six. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Nothing I can do about it. My sister was two, and uh, it was early in the morning, and the phone rang, and you don't want the phone to ring early in the morning. It's never a good thing. Middle of the night, early in the morning, you don't want the phone to ring. So my mom answered, and she didn't look good. And she gave the phone to my dad. He was on the phone for a long time, and he didn't look good either, which, like, never happens. So what had happened was my dad's parents had moved to Florida about six months before that. They were going to retire and live the dream and all that stuff. And uh, my dad's dad sat up in bed. Uh, he had an aneurysm in his aorta. It burst, and he fell over and was dead. And that was that. So that was the call that they got. Um, so I was six, right? So I hadn't, I hadn't been around very long, right? I hadn't seen many things uh, like that, and really anything like that at all. And it instantly became the worst thing that my six-year-old brain could imagine. Well, what was weird was that my six-year-old brain went to this place where the worst thing that I could imagine was my dad dying. Because I, I, I didn't think of it in terms of, like, what, what really grabbed me wasn't that my grandfather had died. It was that my dad had lost his dad. I don't know why. I was six years old. But that's, that's what made me go, wow, okay. Because that was, that was real. And that was when I realized I was going to lose my dad someday eventually. Um, so that became instantly the worst thing that I could imagine. That instantly. Boom. Losing your dad. Worst thing ever. And the thing that, that really um, that, that, that changed my life from that, in addition to the loss of a grandparent, which is, of course changes things. But what, what changed my life at that moment was that my dad was most concerned for my sister and I. My six-year-old brain was like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Because he was going through the worst thing that I could imagine, right? 
But he was most concerned about us. My six-year-old brain just couldn't get around that. That that's how much a parent loves their child. A little while later, I was processing that, and I was thinking about it in terms of my faith, right? And I was like, well, if that's how much a parent loves their child, and God gave Jesus up because God loves us that much, in my six-year-old brain, I was like, wow, that's how much God loves us. And that is, in part, why I do this. That's, I guess, one of the things that my dad taught me. He taught me a lot of things, but that was one of the things um, in my faith walk that really just became a part of my identity and who I am. And that is not the experience that Martin Luther had with his father and not the way that he was raised to think of God. Uh, Martin Luther's father was very different. And the view of God in the 1500s in Germany and Europe was very different from my experience. Um, Martin Luther's father was strict. He was demanding. He was exacting. He expected his son to do great things and be for lack of a better term, just be perfect. He, he would not tolerate failure. He would not tolerate uh, him not following the rules, not going along with it. So, in part, Luther's decision to become a monk was actually an act of rebellion against his father because his father wanted him to be a lawyer. And he was like, ah, I'm not going to do what this guy says. I'm going to go be... Now, there's this story about how Luther was on the road and there was a lightning storm and he was terrified and there's never lightning in Germany. I learned this from my German relatives. I was like, how long do you have, how often do you have lightning? They're like, never. So lightning storm's very rare and Luther was on the road and there was a lightning storm and he promised that he would you know, follow God and become a monk if God saved him and he did. But there's definitely this element of an act of rebellion against his dad. And yet, interestingly, in his life as a monk, Luther still behaved as if his father was in charge and just became God. And this fit in very well with what the church was teaching at the time, that God was very demanding, very strict, unyielding, unloving. You would, I don't think Martin Luther ever got a hug from his dad. And he viewed God kind of the same way as a young person, that God's not going to just give you a hug and, you know, you can come sit on God's lap and, you know, God's going to tell you a story and, you know, you're going to go roast marshmallows and make s'mores or whatever, you know, whatever it is you did with your dad. Um, light stuff on fire, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, that, that wasn't what the church taught about God. The church taught that God was much more kind of the Old Testament, right, view of God, that Yes, God, could for, God would forgive you if you committed a sin, but then you had to go and you still had to do things. You had to work it off, right? You had to work your sins off. You had to go and maybe, you know, you had to do some kind of penance. You had to, you know, pray a certain number of times or 
or, uh, or you had to go on a pilgrimage or touch a relic or buy something. You had to earn it off. You had to, you had to work it off, right? And, and even then, there were still some things that you couldn't work off. Mortal sins, they're called. And if you commit one of those, you're done. And that still is today Catholic doctrine. That there are some sins that if you commit them, there's no forgiveness. That's why the Catholic Church, that's the real reason why the Catholic Church is so incredibly pro-life. is because they believe that abortion is murder, and so if you're committing murder, that's a mortal sin, and if you have an abortion, you go to hell for that because you can't be forgiven for that. That's why they believe that way. That still exists. So there was this concept, these concepts of these mortal sins, and you had to, had to work them off. And so Luther became a monk because God saved him and to spite his dad. And he did all that. He worked as hard as he possibly could. He did everything as well as he could. And he couldn't sleep at night. And he read this verse, if you want to bump it ahead one. He were, this is our theme verse for today, this focus verse for this week in our series on faith alone. And he read this verse, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, and I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And he went, I don't have rest in my soul. He hated this verse as a young man. He absolutely hated it. Later he hated the epistle of James. But early he hated this one. Couldn't stand it. Because he said, this is not what's happening. I do not have rest in my soul. God is angry. God is angry with me. And there is no way that I can possibly be perfect enough to deserve the love of a perfect God. And then he discovered the different side of God. The side of God that you and I as Lutherans talk about in in some ways that maybe aren't so good, maybe take for granted. But we just assume kind of that everybody knows that God is loving and gracious and merciful. And what he read was, he read these Romans passages, the one that we heard two weeks ago and the one that we heard today. And the lines that jumped out at him are, by grace you have been saved through faith. And he learned that it's just our faith. That's it. And and he even learned that it's not because of our faith that we are saved. This is important as Lutheran Christians, especially in the South, that we know this. That our faith is not the reason God saves us. Our faith is the way we accept the gift that God is giving That salvation is a gift God gives, and by having faith, it's just how we receive it. And when Luther read that, and it's not just in the Romans verse we heard today, it's the Romans verse we heard two weeks ago, the verse that launched the Reformation. You'll find it in Ephesians. It's everywhere. This is a huge thing for Martin Luther. And all of a sudden, the burden was lifted. And all of a sudden, he came to to feel what we read in this verse and to realize that by following Jesus and by having faith in Him, it really is an easy yoke. It is a light burden. Accepting and embracing the forgiveness that God gives us 
makes life better. It lifts away the burdens. And I don't know what your burdens are. We've all got them. We've all got stuff we've done that we wish we hadn't. We've all had people do things to us that make us think we're not good enough or not worthy. And none of that is true. It's just not. You are good enough. You are worthy. Not because of anything you've done, but simply because God says you are. Because God says yes. Because God loves you. So do I. Amen. Thank you.